Welcome to Buy Its Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm 50% of the talented host of this show, Kevin. And I'm the other 50%, equaling 100, named Bree. Actually, somehow, I feel like your 50 and my 50 makes 110% of this show. <laughs> You're a mathematical impossibility. Is that your way of saying that we're fat? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do. I do a long walk around that sounds like a compliment just to make a fat burn (laughs) on each other. We have to have long walk arounds because we're fat. It takes a while to get to the other side of us. We we need some calorie burning. What is happening here? (laughs) We have had no, we have no guest on this show, Brie, and you're just already roasting us like we have a guest on this show. It's been a while since uh, we've actually gotten to sit down and record one of these together. Yes, it has. We've had uh, stuff going on. I know. Mostly just life. Yeah. It's not like a really good excuse. No. I think the only upside of like, cool, we started taking antidepressants, <laughs> but they've also made us so we're both like, eh, responsibility. <laughs> like the thing that we normally would be freaking out with anxiety about putting out a new episode, we're like, yeah, the drugs have sorted that one out. <laughs> oh, it turns out I don't feel any pressure anymore. That's great. <laughs> um, I still feel pressure because I enjoy doing this. Yes. Uh, you feel a Billy Joel song amount of pressure. I don't I don't get that reference. Billy Joel wrote a song called Pressure. Oh. I, I was going for the less popular because I could have gone the David Bowie, uh, Freddie Mercury under, under pressure. pressure. Okay. But I knew you were gonna sing it. We don't have the rights to it. <laughs> it's a parody. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's a bad singing doesn't make it a parody. <laughs> I beg to differ, Kevin. <laughs> And speaking of bad parodies, we're going to be looking at 2020's Smiley Face Killers. Now, I have no idea if this is actually a parody, but I just know. But uh, you just wanted to start describing the cover. And so you were like, let's stop talking. I had to have a hard pivot uh, transition out of us insulting each other. (laughs) Um, And this was the best I could come up with. No, uh, Smiley Face Killers. Like at first when you sent me this cover and said, can we do this? I immediately thought this was a, a... a uh, sequel to the movie, I think it's called Smiley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought too, with the creepy face that it's looked not, like a wooden mask. It doesn't look like it at all. It looks like an awful. Um, I'm just gonna say it. It looks like an awful cover of a Purge mm-hmm. sequel. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Bree, why don't you just uh, describe the cover to to our our folks, our listeners <laughs> at home, or in their cars, or wherever they're listening from. Okay, so it's three uh, persons, <laughs> and they are hooded, and they look like they have their faces bandaged like a mummy, but then they have uh, weird faces in red ink drawn where, like, eyes and mouths and noses they have should be. Weird smiley faces. Yes. I'm assuming they're the titular smiley face killers. Yeah, so... um. It says it's based on true events, which it's not going to be. I'm just going to call it. It's not. It's not. Anytime I see a movie that says it's based on true events, I'm like, it's not. Even the blind side. I was like, we factually can go back and check that movie. Like, guy's still alive. (laughs) Not that true. It's definitely a dramatization. Yeah. Based Um, on true events, I call bullshit. So the three hooded figures are each holding weapons. One's got a knife. One's got a hammer. And the other has. Is that 
a hatchet. Actually, that might be uh, that might be the first instance of an axe. It does look like more of an axe than a hatchet. Um, but uh, OK, also, I'm I'm kind of curious. So this looks like some weird photoshopping happened in these pictures. OK, tell me more about um, that, because the axe handle, I swear, has been shortened. It does look um, e- and oddly so. Yeah, it's not um, it's not even these. It looks like maybe somebody tried to saw off the bottom half with Photoshop. Um, yeah, right. it, it doesn't look particularly realistic. And then the knife, the one guy's holding looks like it's got an awkward Photoshop to cut the tip of it off. Yeah, which. Yeah, I don't I haven't seen very many knives that come at that angle. Yeah, you would have like a cleaver or you'd have something with a little bit more of a round to it. This one looks like it's had a broke broken tip. Yeah. But again, it just looks like they photoshopped that off. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, it's for whatever reason, smiley face is in like a blocky stencil font. Uh And then killers is in that pseudo spray paint font. But it's teal. Yeah, but it looks like the like a purge sequel or it looks like um, Suicide Squad. Mm. Everyone's in that like sepia green tone that you see that's popular with like I honestly, I'm curious if this is going to end up being a horror movie or more of like a police procedural movie. Interesting. Um, I also noted that the background colors are predominantly yellow and then green. And I think that this gives me uh, on the far right side is a very blurry, like crosswalk situation. Do you think that's a crosswalk with the hand and the stop? And then up, if you look at the, the top, it's like the the metal hinge part <clears throat> um i mean i don't i don't know i don't i mean it feels like traffic light or city street light yeah yeah i don't know i think maybe they're i don't know it just okay i'm already you well, said this to me and wanna... i was all on board and i was like i'm here but now i'm looking at this poster and i'm like oh my god it's gonna be it's gonna be a terrible purge and purge wasn't good so it's gonna be a more terrible purge <laughs> do you want to say what the tagline is uh yeah there's so there's two parts that i want to talk about besides that uh first off is a dumb tagline i'm gonna say it's it's not the dumbest tagline but it's close it's knocking on the door of stupid taglines we've read yeah they only have eyes for you which of course makes you think of that song yeah which i'm sure they're gonna play at like end credits or something or it's gonna be slowed down extremely and gonna be made creepy but they only have eyes for you and i'm like well like that's got a what i don't like about it as a tagline is it must reference something in the movie Mm mm-hmm that is not apparent on the cover, which I hate because it doesn't give me any like it's not like in space. No one can hear you scream where it's like evocative. You're like, oh, what's this? This is like they only have eyes for you, which is like also none of the characters that they show on this have visible eyes. Yeah. And who's you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the audience. But. It's probably not the audience. There's probably like a lead star that they're well, it, talking about. I don't. Yeah, I, I assume. I assume <laughs> when they wrote like no Indian space can hear you scream. They weren't like just you, Brie. <laughs> just you watching this Brie 40 years after this movie was made. <laughs> Nobody can hear you scream. Everyone else sound travels in space. Like <laughs> it's a rhetorical you. 
I don't know why you. <laughs> God, now you've got me. Every single one that has a you now. I'm just like, does Brie think this is about this her? This is like the real we. Yeah. Is, does she think the movie poster is directly addressing her? Why are you talking to me, Hollywood? Yeah. Oh. God, pretty soon she's going to read Catcher in the Rye and try to re-kill John Lennon. I... Um, I've never read Catcher in the Rye. Well, that's probably why John Lennon's still dead. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring out. I'll, I'll also find a necromancy book, bring him back, and just so I could kill him again. Dark, but practical. Practical. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> you think movie posters talk to you, so I'm not going to talk to you about word pronunciation. Sometimes they do if they have the what's that? Um, the, not going to do it's it. It's not the. It's not audio. What is it? The. Where you can scan it and it moves and talks to you on your phone. Yeah, oh, it has an AR, like yes. an augmented reality. Yep. Thank you. I thought you're the, I was like, what movie poster have you seen that set up like a Billy Bass at a redneck's house? <laughs> I'm I sure like, oh, it's I walk happened. in front of this movie poster and Ryan Reynolds talks to me. <laughs> oh. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> Does he tell you to burn things too? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, he tells me to buy Mint Mobile and uh, Aviation Gen. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, so this, uh, there's another part of this movie that is both interesting to me and also, um, kind of worrisome. Yes. So this is, it's produced and written by Brett Easton Ellis. So Brett Easton Ellis is a postmodern author that wrote, uh, Less Than Zero, um, American, American Psycho. Psycho, Party Mon, Party Monster? Did he write part? Yeah, and he wrote the movie or the book that was like he thinks Zoolander was based on. Oh. Um. So, anyways, very like the author of the like eighties, early nineties. Uh-huh. Uh American Psycho was a book for a while there. I was really interested in. Um, and then I, like you grow up past it really quick in yeah. the literary landscape. Um, so I'm, I'm going to admit like this is I'm an English major. Um, I love books. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, a brief dalliance with Brett Easton Ellis because he captured a certain zeitgeist. Uh, American Psycho on revisit. You're like, oh, no. This is not good. This um, is uncomfortable. Like the only the only like interesting part about it is uh the like the idea of does uh patrick bateman commit the murders or not and then like the answer you kind of arrive at is it doesn't matter in like the moral wasteland that is 1980s america Mm -hmm. um which is kind of an interesting point i don't know how i feel about brett easton ellis making what i think is going to be a shitty purge movie (laughs) this will either be this will be brilliant but the fact of us not hearing anything about this tells me not brilliant and Brett needed a paycheck. <laughs> like, dude doesn't, he's like in his 60s now, I think, oh. 50s or 60s. Probably can't, like, his books haven't been doing so hot. Probably can't afford Coke to snort off a dude's wang. Kevin! So. Is that a reference to something or are you just being, he's 56? Yeah. Um, no, so, Brett Easton Ellis is gay. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's one of the reasons why uh, American Psycho is a little problematic because you're like, oh, dude really does not give a shit about women. Oh, uh, he treats them horribly in that in his novels. Oh, but uh, 
yeah so i don't know how i feel about him like writing this movie uh like i said it'll either be it'll either be you're like oh my god he did something new and unique but the fact is nobody has told me about smiley face killer so i do not think that happened okay i think this might be one of those things that like brett easton ellis found a way to get his name attached or like put his name on this and like shoved it out the door to try to get some money interesting has he done that before or are you just making assumptions based on nothing uh <laughs> i'm not accusing the man of selling out i'm totally accusing the man of selling out i could just see a, like an aging dude that was like critical of the social like malaise of the 80s being like ah well i said a lot of shit about capitalism but it turns out <laughs> capitalism can buy you cocaine to put on a dick uh <laughs> Are you sniffing on dick dingers? Yeah, he uh, he totally. I'm, OK, you can't read less than zero and not think whoever wrote this snorted a little dick coke. I, I've never read it. So Have you watched the movie. No, I don't even know what that is. Less than zero. It was like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Huh? Pretty sure that was the one. Uh, he, he's done movies that uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in. He's done movies that uh, Christian Bale was in. He's done movies that Joshua Jackson was in. Okay, so I've seen the rules of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very confused by it. I've seen American Psycho, and I was very confused by it. So I get the feeling that I'm just going to end up being very confused by this movie. See, I, I, that's what I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm it is because all three of those. M- or those movies that you've seen that he's been involved with in some capacity have something interesting, but they were also done by hella competent directors. Well, but he's not the director of this, right? I'm I'm not saying he is, but like those movies all have amazing directors behind them in some capacity. And Ian Summerholder and James Vanderbeek make out in Rules of Attraction. That's your takeaway. That's the best scene in it. I'm just I'm like I. So this isn't. <laughs> I don't know who directed this, but again. I have heard nothing about this movie. And well, if maybe you think, we're going to crack open. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> would love if we found a, like a undiscovered gem, a treasure <laughs> where I, I want to share with people. OK, the only time that's ever happened has been Wolf Cop. Yep. Which, oh, my God, this podcast brought me Wolf Cop. I will watch a hundred whatever the fuck smiley face killers is. <laughs> Just to get to one wolf cop. Yeah, wolf cop. I'm, I'm already prejudging this movie, by the way. I'm already I know, just like, you're this is very awful. harsh. Um, and me, just, I'm like, maybe we're going to get some no, serial killers. No, you made it look like uh, Suicide Squad had sex with the Purge. I don't care anything else about you. Well, but, but once again, like, we don't know if that's actually going to be the movie. This but is, to be fair, Brett Easton Ellis is the producer on this. Like, a buck is supposed to stop somewhere near him. I guess that's fair. And he was like green light. I think that there will be um, just based on what I remember from uh, Rules of Attraction and American Psycho. There's going to be some mental illness that's being dealt with. Hey, babe. What? Babe, babe. Can I call you, babe? I feel like we know each other. Sure. Well to call you, babe. I mean, you've... Babe, it's a movie about three people that kill people with smiley faces on their face. I think mental illness is going to play a big part of the plot. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't think these people are going to be of sound mind. I know, but like in American Psycho, there's definitely commentary on his state of being mentally. Yes. So. Yes. I'm. Do you think this is going to be like on a college campus? What are you thinking? No, I'm going to go inner city. Oh, because of the hoodies. What the shit? Okay, first off, I also have beef with that hoodie. Uh, it's fancy AF. It's yeah. like it's supposed to look walk. grungy, but I bet it costs five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, and that was the thing I was going to say is why I was calling you out on your hoodie assumption. Is that <laughs> the hoodie assumption you gave me? Yeah, you gave me a hoodie bias because I was about to say that that hoodie looks you like super expensive. To, you can't tell me to check my privilege when I haven't even done anything. Yeah, with you it. were heading there. <laughs> I was not. I was pointing out the expensiveness of the hoodie, but Be- it looks like something David from Shit's Creek would wear. Yes. Yes, that does look like something a fictional character would wear. He has very distinctive hoodies. <sighs> Is that really a thing we paid attention to in our reviewings of Shit's Creek? Was the hoodie sitch? Yes. Okay. Fashion is a big component. I just, I'm saying it looks like they spent way more on their hoodies than they did their murder implements. Yes. It's and probably- also, like, do you, they have to take those bandages off after every kill? And how do they remain consistent? Do they do like what a makeup wardrobe person does and they take those pictures where they're reference materials? <laughs> how would you like that, though, if, if like the killers? Well, do you do you first do you bandage and then like paint that on? I don't know. And then not take it off and then just redo it every night and hope it looks good. Because what if you tried to reuse it? I mean, you'd have to do fresh, fresh face bandages yeah, every but, time. But if you reused it, like, and you get it slightly off, do yeah, you just you're gonna feel bad? look like. <laughs> what, remember, in the early '90s, there was the I'm gonna color different people, and they had like um, sections for the head, and then the clothing, and then the like the pants or the yeah, and and if you got it off, you would have a wonky body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, it's. Also, I just I can't. How are they seeing out of there? I hope that's addressed at some point. Well, and that makes me wonder if there's going to be some supernatural element to it in the fact that, you know, how are you breathing? How are you seeing? As we've discovered in 2020 with our excessive mask protocols, I shouldn't say excessive as in I think they're bad. Wear a goddamn mask. Wear your fucking mask. But like. Where to? (laughs) A lot of people can. uh can handle a thin piece of cloth over their face. No, I, and I get that, but these are definitely more like ace bandages from yeah, the picture. Well, knowing these guys, these are probably like Cartier <laughs> bandages. They wouldn't got fancy scarves. Yeah, they're probably silk. <laughs> I don't know. I love how we're assuming, presuming some wealth, but the, like, yeah, those those look expensive hoodies. They look expensive. It looks, but again, didn't. Also, uh, no gloves. No gloves. You're going to hide your face, but not your fingerprints, bro. Yeah. You know, forensic countermeasures don't matter if you're supernatural. You keep wanting that to be supernatural. I know. And I don't think it's going to be. I don't either. I like. Babe, they're all wearing. Well, everybody. The other two people are wearing gloves, but not the. Uh, oh, no. no the knife. Not. The knife guy is wearing gloves. Yeah. Axe, dude. You can see knuckle hair. Yeah, and you can see. Oh my God, is it Robin Williams? You can one see of the characters. Look at how the, hairy those knuckles are. Veins on the hammer chick. I don't know why I'm assuming the f- 
front runner is a chick. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. You're cut. Look at those hands. Do you want? I shouldn't judge, but those are man hands, honey. Maybe like that could crack lobsters with them without the little pincher tools. <laughs> so. All right. Predictions for the movie. What do you think the plot's going to be? Uh, I think that it's going to be a lot of tormenting of random people. Okay. Here's my prediction. Yep. I'm going to actually predict this movie is more like a Brett Easton Ellis book. It's going to actually follow a cop that's not on this cover. Okay. And the cop is going to be trying to figure out this conspiracy of the smiley face killers and like trying to sort through it. And we only see or for the most for the movie, we only see the killers in flashbacks or reenactment type deals. Ugh, we I don't actually that. see them like they're not an active force necessarily. I think this is going to be more Zodiac than like we think it cold is. Cold case situation. Yeah. Or something. I think there's just going to be some little twist to this because, again, I don't I don't think this is going to be a like actiony horror movie. I think this is going to be more of like a, like a mind fuck, like a police procedural horror movie. OK. OK, so that's that's my prediction. I think this cover is awful and is a red herring. Oh, OK. So any other thoughts on the on the, the film you think supernatural? I want Do you it. think at some point somebody is going to remove one of their masks and it's going to be old man Jenkins? Jinkies. There we go. We got, she eventually figured out it was a Scooby-Doo <laughs> reference. I think they're going to remove it and it's going to be a blank face. It's going to be full of spiders. Like that one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But Bree, Bree, okay. Follow me here. I'm following. Based, based on true events. At what point do you think we ever ran into a blank faced murderer in true events? But we already had the discussion. You think that 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 line on the cover is fake. I'm just saying if we're going supernatural. Well, there are unexplainable things that have happened in the universe. You're telling me you don't believe in ghosties? I don't. You don't believe in the supernatural? Babe. The only thing I believe in is a thing called love. <laughs> just listen to the rhythm of your and heart. And that's just because there's a bitchin' guitar solo during it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I'm not even convinced when I go to sleep, the world doesn't just disappear. <laughs> All right. I I think we, I might be living in a solipsistic landscape. Are you going to just fall off the turtle? Well, no. I'm not, this isn't disc world. <laughs> What the hell? I'm sitting here professing my philosophy that everyone is just an extension of me. If that <laughs> well, were we true, already knew honestly, you if, thought I, if you I, were the if center I had of the that universe. kind of ego that I thought everyone was just an extension of me, this podcast would be way more listened to than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many more listeners. Uh, not I love every each and every one of you that listen to us. But it's just I can name you all by Why name. Why do you keep trashing our listeners? I'm not. I'm saying they're the greatest people. <laughs> I'm saying I can name all 20 of them. Uh, <laughs> we have more than that. <laughs> I wish they'd reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, we should. You know what? That would probably take my Twitter polls, guys. Come on. You know, probably make them reach out to us. We stopped yapping and went and watched a movie. Let's go watch a movie.
And we are back having just finished watching the Smiley Face Killers. It's just Smiley Face Killers. Not the Smiley Face Killers. I'm sorry, maybe I meant the major motion picture, the Smiley Face Killers. <laughs> also, we, we discovered plural for Smiley Face Killers in this movie is actually really redundant. Like there, there was only one killer. No, there's three. No, there was only the one. Crispin Glover. It's kind of a spoiler, but it shouldn't be because it's not like it plays into anything. But it's Christmas. Babe, there was somebody driving the van and two people in the back of the van. Yeah, but only one of them did the killing. Uh, so really, this no, should be the, other the one smiley got- face uh, accomplices to murder and a killer. <laughs> I think the whole point was that there were like factions or groups of people. That were smiley face killers. Yeah, I don't think this movie had a point. Um, I don't think there was a point of no return. It was immediately after the credits. Okay, here's the deal. Let me start off by saying that I really enjoy the lead actor in this, Ronan, and I thought he did a really good job. And I'm having to playfully nod along with like, yes, I know I have to support you through this. (laughs) And I actually really like the social media account for Smiley face killers. They they seem very nice. And wait a tick. Are we th- discovering why we watched this movie? Yeah. We have one of your TV guys in it. Yeah. He's from my whole <sighs> one Lone Star. That's not how we decide things on this show. Uh, why not? We see actors and actresses. We like on covers all the time. And we watch not the movie. True at all. I have uh, I have like that disease where I can't identify faces. <laughs> they just all look like blurbs. Blobs. Okay. Blarbs. Well, that doesn't make me feel very pretty, but you're the prettiest blarb I've ever done seen. (laughs) When I saw you all smudgy in the corner of that dimly lit bar, I thought that's a girl I'd like to smudge you with anytime. (laughs) First of all, we did not meet in a bar. (laughs) Not the way I tell the story. But as we learn with the smiley face killers, narrative's not that important. So, uh, (laughs) I wasn't expecting a lot because I'm not a huge fan of Brett Easton Ellis, but I'm also the type of person that if there's an actor or actress that I really like, I'll watch something that they're in because I want to support them in the work that they do. And this is one of those instances where I personally am glad I supported the work that Ronan did in this, but I did not personally love this movie. I do love how we have support. Uh, the way as you're defining it is just watching a movie for entertainment value that like that's your level of support. It's not like you sent him a dollar. I mean, didn't we? Because we rented this movie. We did we pay money for this? Well, maybe not. I don't remember. Oh, no, I think I did rent this because we couldn't find it the way we wanted to watch it. So Illegally. I rented it. And <laughs> uh, oh, man, I don't like how you supported him. I don't like how this support went. Like, it's not like you like reached out with a tweet and like lied to him and was like, hey, good job, bud. Um, I thought he did a good job. Did you tweet him about it? No, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could tag him in this, only, but then I would feel embarrassed. Only praise we're not uh, is found on social review. media. <laughs> um, that's the only place. And also like and rate us on iTunes, please. Come on. Uh, yeah, no, just I just think you your support was tepid at best. It was just I gave you 90 minutes of my life. Also, this movie is longer than I think is. How long is it? Is it 90 minutes? I don't know. I guess. Uh, look that up while I pontificate on okay, your please. lack of support for this actor. Uh, I just, 96. 96 minutes. Oh, my God. Why? 
For the story that's told, why is it 96 minutes to tell because it? Because it's, it's very introspective. It's and, not. Okay. And they're trying to lay the groundwork for insanity. And here's the deal, <sighs> folks. Um, Brett Easton Ellis is I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was one of the authors that got me into like loving English literature. I, I love like the postmodern kind of thing. This is a Brett Easton Ellis novel, which it is. It's his work. Yeah. But it is. I don't know if he needed money. I don't know if um, he had some like outstanding gambling debts and it was make this movie or get his knees broken. I don't know if, if Ronan, what's his name? Rubenstein. Ronan Rubenstein. I think that's his last name. OK, this Ronan guy. Yeah. Rubenstein. Rubenstein. I'm going to go with Ronan, the accuser. I'm going to pretend it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> character. But anyways, this Ronan dude, I don't know if he had like incriminating photos or something on Brett to cast him in this. Anyways, moral of the story, this movie is the worst. Like if you were making a stereotypical, like making fun of Brett Easton Ellis book. And then with the laziest and most slapdash serial killer story I've ever seen. Yeah, I was. It. I think that was what the hardest part for me was, is... Um, it, it reminds me of the strangers. Remember that movie where the house, the two people get just tortured because random people show up and there's, they're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, but that had drama, tension, suspense. I know. But what I'm saying is like, there's no backstory. No. There's no reason why there's not. It, these people essentially stalk, uh, what's his, uh, Jake is the main character's name. Stock Jake, Jake Everyman, Jake, Jake Graham. Kind of sounds like Jake Everyman, uh, <laughs> and that's what he wants his protagonist to be. No, yeah, he gets basically not even gaslit because it's not like they're like really doing anything. To and him. the tension isn't from his point of view because it, uh, every time that he almost encounters these smiley face killers, he doesn't even know. That's because okay. So this movie focuses on Jake, who's a swimming star in a college. Or no, soccer. That's yeah, right. I was like, soccer. I don't think it was swimming. I just remember they have a scene of him swimming that for no other reason than they're like, he looks good in a, a Speedo. Um, but anyways, he's a soccer star. He's got a girlfriend that's with him, even though he has like an uh, like he has a mental illness that's not well defined. We can assume it's either supposed to be like bipolar or manic or just a, an extreme rage issue because he has to take medication for it. Oh, and I thought it was worries just about like him anxiety off <laughs> as a result. Um, but this movie really wants you like it spends. It's so funny because it spends like 45 minutes establishing that Jake could be the smiley face killer. Um, and it's just like because it's targeting like his rivals or like people around him. Mm hmm. But the problem with that one is that nobody noticed that Jake's like gone. There's no suspicion on any of their parts. Mm -hmm. um, there's no like, nobody even seems to really notice these people die. It it really made me feel the whole time like I was a, a spectator. Yeah. And it, like the movie was supposed to be me watching it from that outside, which, yes, I know that's what a movie's supposed to do. But do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Well, like. <laughs> Yeah, it, this movie um, really wants to have like a Rashomon moment where you're like, oh, my God, is it Jake? Is he crazy? But the movie spends a lot of time talking like you're like very clear. That's the theory that they're working with. Mm -hmm. 
does nothing to develop it, does nothing to make you question ever whether or not. Yeah, I mean, I never even once was worried that that Jake was the killer. No, you you don't. But again, the movie is like, no, he totally could be. And you're like, no, you've done none of the work to establish that. Yeah. Um, like you never have him wake up with bloody clothes or Mm-mm. it's just like, oh yeah, his roommate goes missing and. But he doesn't even realize that. Yeah, and, and like he's in another room while that's happening. And then you see the killer behind him. And I'm like, if that's how you're doing this, you're not doing, it's doing too much to tell me that Jake might be the killer by telling me. And it's doing nothing to show me that that might happen. That was such an English teacher. It was, it was an English teacher <laughs> thing, but like that, this movie's a great example of that. It's like, the movie has all the narrative things that are supposed to be like that there that none of the other characters acknowledge. Like nobody's like, hey, I don't even think there's a point in this movie where they're like, Jake, did you kill these people? I think they're just no. like, like the movie, but it has all as if those were happening, but none of the plot, like none of the characters acknowledge it. Well, and it's really interesting. I honestly, uh, cinematography wise, I was very lulled into a sense of malaise almost. I mean, the, the actual um, shots, the, um, what am the, what's, what am I looking for? I mean, you said the word cinematography. Yeah. I mean, it, I actually enjoyed the cinematography yeah. of the film. We should be also noting if any of the people that listen to this podcast are film people, we, uh, we don't know these words, bro. Okay. <laughs> this podcast started because we, uh, we didn't know how to pick a movie and we're like, let's build a thing around talking to each other. About it. <laughs> okay. We didn't go to art school. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You expended all of my goodwill with the show. Don't tell stuff. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I truly felt like an atmosphere, but it wasn't. <laughs> like a scary atmosphere it it almost felt like it, it felt very much like a i mean they're gonna keep going back to this because it is the author it's brad easton ellis is the these characters are so detached from reality in some ways they have this disconnect that there's almost an artificiality yes to everything that they're doing or they it doesn't feel quite there's human no and weight it, to it yeah and i guess again this movie tries to do an american psycho Except we don't ever really get Jake's point of view. Mm-mm. Like it's all third party. Um, so we don't ever have the moment where we're like, he even doesn't know what his reality is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very disjointed in that effect. But it also it's very much in keeping with what Brett Easton Ellis novel is. It's just kind of introspective, slower um, characters acting in weird or strange ways that seem alien or different to us i mean it's just again very much like the uh, the heaviness that comes with a life that's not challenging yeah or not 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 real not direct the artificialness of the that actual life and what effect it has on the people that's what he i mean that's what his novels do american psycho does a great job on that because it's got a social commentary uh about like the vapidness of the 80s that a serial killer can hide in the midst of this society and it doesn't actually even matter. There's no consequences to the, the amoral actions. Uh-huh. It's interesting enough. Um, and I'm sure if Brett listens to this, he'll be like, the fuck did you just say my book was about? Um, <laughs> it was like really about the commercialization. As long as you still 
are worth a value, a dollar value, you still have value in that society and how that's morally bankrupt. Um, this one doesn't have any of that. It basically what like what would you sum up? It's not making a commentary on society other than rich white kids be rich and white. Well, I guess for me is I almost wonder if there was supposed to be some sort of uh, commentary or deeper thought on mental illness and mental me- uh, mental health medication. But honestly, it it doesn't commit to that, in my opinion. And I did a little research and apparently Smiley Face Killers is an actual thing. Yeah. So the movie does start with a little thing that describes like there's these killings that have been popping up and they've seen these smiley faces. There's no known connection, which is actually a real thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a conspiracy theory. Right. That's what I'm saying. Kind of plan. But yeah, in that like, that's fine. Again, there's none of the characters recognize it or acknowledge it. There's only one scene uh, at the very beginning when a body washes up on the shore and the detectives are there and it, it talking and then it pans up to the wall behind like the the tunnel where the water yeah. comes out and it's got a, a smiley face spray painted on it yeah and again you don't ever see those cops again i don't know whether it was supposed to be jake's body yeah and that was like we're getting the flashback or that's going to be starting flat i don't know and the movie does poorly at describing it uh and it really w- w- i was mad because one uh none of the cover lives up to anything the no. characters don't even wear masks no so it's not even like they're the smiley face Although killers. Crispin Glover's faces yeah. definitely has... randomly burned. Yeah. Was... I mean, maybe they were just like he was like, you know, Ryan Reynolds did really good in Deadpool. I want that face. <laughs> Hook me up. Yeah, Or maybe Crispin Glover's like, I've been such an amazing actor for years. I want to play a testicle. And that's why he wore that outfit. <laughs> um, yeah, it just none of the none of the things make sense in this movie in the way that's satisfying like they're all all the parts of the movie are there but none of the good parts that make me care i felt no sympathy for any of the characters that die mm-hmm. um none of them have anything that remotely sparks i mean that's the problem with this postmodern everyone's like a soulless automaton due to capitalism kind of <laughs> mantra mm-hmm. is like oh yeah and then i don't care what happens to them like, yeah. I don't that's not if your whole thing is that people are ruined some way by a modern society, then I cannot feel bad when bad things happen. And there's not even a redeeming feature. I mean, we don't even see Jake as supposed to be that good of a boyfriend that I care or like he's nice to someone or he volunteers to feed the homeless. It's just right. he literally he's just a person has sex with a blonde chick and um, he goes to soccer practice. And that's what this movie has decided is like defines him yeah and then he has an again an unspecified mental illness yeah um so i'm gonna ask you a question and you may think this is really dumb but how did the movie end like honestly i don't even remember the last thing i remember about the movie was he's in a van getting tortured and escapes and then they get him back how did it end he gets murdered oh yeah, the the smiley face killer like kills his roommate. Right, I remember. Kills that. the guy he kind of had an argument with his girlfriend's ex. Oh yeah. And again, this is those like, hey, your roommate's gone missing. My ex is dead. 
like, are you doing this, Jake? And this would be the point for the the like viewer to be like, oh my gosh, am I getting this like? But we had already seen Crispin Glover at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like it, there's something in the editing of this that, like removed all suspense. And then yeah, at the very end, like Crispin Glover like grabs him and murders him, and then we see his I think we see his body on the beach. Huh. At, to end the movie. Yeah. See, I don't even. Yeah, remember. it's 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 dumb. I mean, it's just dumb. It's bad movie. There's no. There's the promise that I got on the cover was so much more than what this movie. I am. I I literally am because I saw who it was by and I was like, he's not he couldn't do that. He couldn't just I I thought he was more than just a cash grab. And if this is like Brett, if you're being held hostage by Ronan, uh, blink 10 or 12 times. Ronan is not holding Brett Easton Ellis hostage. Brett Easton Ellis. B.E.E. B. Me. <laughs> if uh, if you're there, this message just for you. I will come for you. Um, I will find you is what I mean. OK, I'm not. <laughs> we're going to mark this one explicit, right? <laughs> They're is... all explicit. <laughs> Nobody would have questioned. Everyone would have been like, hey, that's it's devotion to an author he enjoys. But Bree's like, oh, no, it means he's going to have jizz. <laughs> That was that was what your laugh was. It was a shameful jizz laugh. It and was. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> so now I, I feel bad. Now I sound like a homophobe <laughs> to bit Brett Easton Ellis because I won't come for him. I, he's not a homophobe. I thanks, hun. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> thanks for co-signing that statement, you shit. The, thank you for undoing the mistake you put me in. <laughs> It was your phrasing. (laughs) It was epic and impactful. And you were like, jizz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Kevin. Yeah, go for it. Let's hear it. What would you have done for the cover of this? Uh, Burned it. Burned it with fire. Uh, For the cover of this movie. I would do the wall with a smiley face. Oh my God, just, that's what I was going to say. Even though, again, the movie does not discuss this, does not comment on it. Totally. I mean, OK, if you told me this movie, this movie was I can almost guarantee you was. With no evidence, I can guarantee you this is how it went down. Brett Easton Ellis had been shopping this script around and nobody was biting. This was going to be his return to American Psycho glory. Sent this out. Nobody bought this script. Nobody picked it up. And then one day, Brett was on Twitter. It's a Twitter heavy episode. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's boost those analytics. Hey, hey, at Jack, hook us up, yo. Yeah. Get us um, verified. <laughs> yeah. Blue check mark a podcast. Um, anyways. Isn't that a thing? I don't know. I think it's a thing. OK, it could be a thing. Were we done? Just. Yeah. Taking this train off the tracks. (laughs) All right. So he's on Twitter. He sees smiley face killers trending for some stupid reason. Uh, It's probably because somebody like listened to a new K-pop song. And then they were like trying to take over a hashtag that a Republican was using. (laughs) Anyways. Yay, K-pop peeps. Yeah, he finds it and he's like and he looks and he finds the conspiracy theory and he just sticks the opening and closing scene of this movie onto his script and the studios love it because it's trending. (laughs) 
<laughs> like there's nothing that tells me that since the serial killers do not play a part in this movie, they do not work all the way through this. The smiley face killings. It's not a thing that any character comments on besides at the beginning and ending. Oh, that's uh, an interesting point. I tell I tell you, the, those that was added after the fact huh. to try to like repackage something. Interesting. That's my theory, my pet theory. So I just say go whole hog. Just put the smiley face up there. Yeah. Because um, because like, again, you don't deliver on your like he might be the killer thing. So you can't do like a smiley face killer and then his face has on a showing mirror, on it. Yeah. You know, or uh, even like those characters never show up in those costumes. No, they do not. They don't even show up as a group of three. Like they're not even all three on the scene, screen at the same time. Yes, they are no. in the van. They don't. No, it's all Crispin Glover's Crispin Glover's all the way down. <laughs> he does it with mirrors. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and there is literally nothing else interesting that happens in this movie. Like it all takes place in a library his bedroom, his girlfriend's bedroom and a soccer field and the beach. Well, in a, in a strange scene where he swims. Yeah. So. Yeah, I actually concur. That's exactly what I was picturing for the for the cover was I would actually go so far as to pull back a little bit and have the body in frame the tunnel and then the smiley face next to it. And have it have it be like a blue light situation and i just want a seagull sitting on the dude's butt the nope. body's butt <laughs> just a just a seagull on him <laughs> yeah i yeah i mean how do you un ungoof this movie i once again i feel like they didn't do anything to wait the killer to give it any sort of backstory like i I want that resolution of why the hell they're doing this in the first place. You know, I, 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 I don't like to have that left hanging. I like I like movies where it's like the serial killer just exists. I like strangers. I like the very simple. I know, but we don't even have like their MO or signature. Like, I want to know that shit. I mean, I've been watching nine seasons of Criminal Minds. So, yeah, that's where my brain is right now. But well, and it also it doesn't make sense from a movie standpoint. Like this character has no interaction with these other characters to cause this thing to happen. Yeah. Like horror movie tropes are. Your character has committed some kind of transgression to the the moral order Mm -hmm. and is either punished or rewarded for their behavior as a result. Right. I do not understand how this movie failed at that. Well, I just we don't there was no reason for the victimology. Oh, okay. Did you just criminal minds words? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to deliver the profile? I will not because these people don't have. (laughs) Oh, no. It uh, it, again, like the it it, it feels to me that the the, and honestly, the murders in this are secondary to anything else. Right. This is a movie that's about uh, young. Upper middle class or upper class person struggling with identity and yeah. their mental health and it's the co- like the con- consequence and connection of that honestly and if they the would have just, just had there. if they would have just had that that storyline with jake and just his everyday life and the thing the things that he's going for then it would be like an indie art house flick and it would be a totally different vibe and i could i could get away with 
saying, okay, well, this is just a kind of a, a character study. Well, that, but you also, you have to have the murders in some way impact or upset that normal life. Because like, otherwise it's just, it's like if you, what it is to me is it's like when you watch a movie and you're like, oh, I love these characters. And then all of a sudden the movie ends with them in like a violent car crash. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, yeah, but I don't like, yes, life totally infrequently gets interrupted by stuff you cannot control or you cannot predict. Right. That's just the way that works. That's not the way a movie structure works. Right. And when you do, if you do things like that, like that can be okay. Like in Strangers, when it's just revealed like you were home, you're like, okay, yes, that like, but we also cared about those characters. This one, I don't really care about the character at all. And it's not making any commentary, whereas the Strangers was very much like life is random and meaningless. You know, well, yeah. not, not, it's not, not that nihilistic, but it's like life is random and bad things can happen at any time. This movie spends no time ex like devoted to that theme and instead just throws the murder on last minute as almost honestly, I want to be like almost as a fuck you. Yeah, like almost like undoes some of the like these are the dangers or scariness of mental undiagnosed mental health you're not taking mental health seriously i don't think that's a, a theme that he was really playing with but almost a fuck you because then like at the end you get the theme of well even if you do all those things to make your brain right somebody could just come up and stab you and then like what's that matter why did you spay all those copays <laughs> this is like it's just, again this movie just totally resets itself a couple times mm -hmm. And does not it spins its wheels. It is bad. Yeah, which made me sad. Yeah, um, Ronan, yeah. strike one, buddy. No, strike one. He's in the way positive. He's great on nine one one Lone Star. You're on a show that has kept me from watching TV at one point. Strike two, bud. <laughs> Keep going. Don't keep listen going. to Kevin. I pay the bills in this family. You know, one extra password that I don't know. <laughs> to our audience at home, it's not like she's the breadwinner. <laughs> she just literally means she writes the checks, but not in that they come from that account. Uh, also, I don't know why I'm defending my place uh, in the home. So... I guess toxic masculinity won this episode. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, um, get your mental health sorted out. And yeah. If, if you see anybody wearing a smiley face, just give them a punch in the face. Because <laughs> they might be a killer. Okay, we do yeah. not condone random violence on By It's Cover podcast. Okay, if I told you to just punch people with smiley faces on. That would 100% be the opposite of random violence. That is specific okay, and targeted violence. Okay, but you need violence. to be like, is it a Walmart smiley face mask? Or is it a smiley face? Because I smile all the time. I would get punched always. I didn't say punch people with a smiley face or a smiling face. Punch people wearing a smiley face. But like... Not the like wearing on their face. You got, or what are you? Goddamn Hannibal <laughs> Lecter? Just, you have a smile made from the carved off flesh of a prison I'm guard? I'm just saying, no, I, you know what movie I thought this was going to be like? Um, the one with the, with the mask that moved. Oh, God. The one with the mask that what moved. What was that called? The man with the moving mask? No. Jim um, Carrey's the mask? No, stop. <laughs> the man in the iron mask? Um... It was 
it was a question, I think. What? Uh, the shadow? No. The shadow is not a question. Are you thinking of the comic book character, Qu- The Question? <laughs> Are you thinking of Questlove? No. The Quest for Fire. <laughs> a tribe called Quest. I I can't help you with this because I'm trying to Google what e- that is. East of Quest. That was actually more of a pun than an actual movie title. <laughs> Spaceballs 2, The Quest for More Money. I'm trying to stall for you I here. Know and you you're are. doing it's, so poorly. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, are you thinking of Dark Man? No, it's not that. It's or Darkwing Duck. Dark City. Dark was the night. I'm not I'm not finding it. Anyways, you know what's a good scary movie? I don't know. Hush. Okay. How? What? I know I threw a lot of words out there, but how did you get back to Hush? Because I was thinking about what a good scary movie was and Okay, yes. Hush was an excellent movie. In fact, instead of watching, okay, if you got all the way to this podcast and don't watch our movies, that's weird. I don't know why you're listening to this show <laughs> to never watch these movies. But two, like instead of watching this, if you listen to our episodes first and then go back and watch the movie, instead just watch Hush. Yeah. Hush is good. Yeah. Um that's actually how we're going to wrap up this podcast, I think, is just talking about movies that were good that you should watch instead of Oh, smiley face I think killers. it's called Smiley. Are you talking about Smiley, the one we referenced in the opening of this with the weird stitched smiley face? Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. Oh, God damn. You were so far off. Yeah. Sorry. No, uh, I'm keeping it all in. But... <laughs> yeah, so apparently I'm not on my super smart brain right now, but. Support. Yeah. Support Ronan because I think he's awesome. No, don't. No, no, not. This is not how you support your actor. Not necessarily through this movie. (laughs) Support us first. Like every time you see me, give me a crisp high five. Uh, Watch 911 Lone Star. No, you won't regret it. Stop. Regret it. Regret it. (laughs) Regret it. Did you regress to a Toddwa? I (laughs) barely. All right, we're going to end this one before this takes so many turns. I don't even know how she got like this. Um, oh, no. We did not mean to turn this into one of our drunken episodes with two sober people. Uh, Brie, where can people find uh, you for social media if they want to follow you? Do they like me personally? Sure, honey. OK, so I'm on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at Brie, B-R-E-E underscore egg, E-G-G. And you can find Kevin at Kevin underscore egg. That's at C-A-V-I-N underscore E-G-G on everything from Twitter to TikTok and uh, all the other fun stuff in between. You can find us at by its cover pod on Twitter and Instagram and and on Facebook. Uh, Keep up. Uh, We're going to be dropping more of these episodes a little bit more regularly than we have been. Uh, also keep track of our buy its cover page or my Facebook page at Kevin Eggleston and that's where you'll find out where can you see me live telling jokes trying to make you laugh yay for reopening yeah (laughs) 